Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecallendershow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Back on the program, the Mecklenburg County Sheriff, Gary McFadden. And uh, Brett has the sheriff on. I think he said, I think I heard him say last night that they do it. They try to do it like once a month. And I have said before, for all of my criticism of the sheriff, I do give him credit for going on uh, a program and taking phone calls as he did last night with Brett. He took a couple of phone calls. They were not... uh, they were not supportive, shall we say? Uh, <laughs> they they were you know two people that were critical of his handling of uh, the concealed carry permit process, and um, I give him credit for coming on the program and and you know taking phone calls and be being willing to even do that because a lot of politicians uh, don't do that. A lot of elected officials don't want to do that. I, and credit to Brett for having uh, the relationship and. And, and bringing McFadden in and letting him do that, right? I mean, that's a, it's a very good thing. And I don't want to jeopardize that from occurring. However, <laughs> I, I, I listened to the interview. I did not call in. No, that was, I did not call in. Why would I call in? I can, I got three hours to fill here. So I've got, <laughs> but I pulled some of the audio on two of the topics that uh, that the sheriff was asked about and that he spoke about at length. One was on, uh, and they're both regarding legislation that is moving through the General Assembly, one regarding cooperation with Immigration Customs Enforcement, and the other is on pistol purchase permits. Okay? So let's start with where they started last night, which is with... ICE. Republicans, this is according to the Charlotte Observer story by Callie Cox. Republicans in North Carolina's General Assembly are once again trying to pass legislation that would require local sheriffs to detain undocumented individuals. I prefer the term unauthorized immigrants because I think like I think that is actually the most accurate representation of uh, of like who they are in their status as it pertains to the particular topic, right? Undocumented simply indicates that they're just missing some document when that's not actually the case. They're missing the document for a reason. That's the important point. And the reason they are missing the document is because they are not authorized to be here, right? So they are unauthorized immigrants. And I understand the term illegal alien, but I also understand why Uh, People don't like that term because that's when you've been adjudicated as such. And so if you haven't been adjudicated as illegal and an alien, then it's presumptive in journalism to tag somebody with that title if you don't know that that is actually how they were adjudicated. But unauthorized indicates that you, right, you, you are not allowed to be here. You have not been adjudicated yet as to whether you need to go home or not, right? So anyway, that's just some background. Unauthorized immigrant, that's my preferred choice. So these individuals that are accused of certain crimes 
would be detained until customs could make a determination as to whether or not they're going to deport them. Now, Mecklenburg County, along with several other counties in North Carolina, did away with their 287G program. Gary McFadden, on his first day on the job in 2018, right, he got rid of the 287G program in Mecklenburg County. 287G program was established in Mecklenburg County by a Democrat sheriff named Jim Pendergraf during the Bush administration. Jim Pendergraf had gone to some conference at some point and heard about this program named after the statute number 287G. Another sheriff talked about how you could work with ICE and they would essentially train you up and then you would get access into their database and you would be able to screen whether or not somebody was uh, in the, uh, was illegal or not, was unauthorized or not. And so Jim Pendergraf found out about it and implemented it in Mecklenburg County. And then other sheriffs started asking Jim about it. So Jim started teaching other sheriffs how to do it. He eventually then was offered a job in Department of Homeland Security by the Bush administration to go around the country and implement the 287G program uh, in local law enforcement to help them, which he did for a couple of years. But it's a, that's a tough life, living out of a suitcase. So uh, anyway, he, uh, so he retired, and everybody thought his chief deputy, Chip Bailey, was going to be the, the new sheriff. But unfortunately for Chip Bailey and a lot of the uh, local Democrats and, and really all citizens here in Mecklenburg County, um, a guy by the name of Nick Mackey gamed the system because it was a it was a Democratic Party appointment. They got to appoint the replacement because it was a, an elected office and Pentagraph was a Democrat. And so Democrats got to name a replacement and it was all an internal uh, election inside the Democratic Party. And Nick Mackey and his crew they went to like uh, nursing homes and stuff, and they got people to fill out all these ballots and stuff. He ran like a ballot harvesting operation, and he beat Chip Bailey, and it took everybody by surprise. I swear, I see Nick Mackey on these commercials. I swear that's him on those commercials for like some law firm. Or something. Anyway, um, I digress. When Gary McFadden ran for office and won, he ran on a platform of getting rid of the 287G program. By getting rid of that program, now you don't know who the people are in the jail, right? You have blinded yourself to the information. And when uh, when law enforcement offices started doing this, started getting out of the 287G uh, program because Democratic politics necessitated this, you then start seeing them relying on another law. And he mentioned this law, McFadden mentioned this law, several times last night. And he says, essentially, my hands are tied. I can't do anything about this. If you're mad that unauthorized immigrants are getting turned loose, you need to be mad at the judges and the magistrates. It's not my fault. I don't detain people, right? I'm not, like, I have the facility. I'm the sheriff. I run the jail where people die. But yes, I run the jail. But um, I don't make the decision as to whether they are uh, detained or not. That is up to a magistrate. And so for a long time, he would use this uh, this duplicitous argument that if you give me, he mentioned something along the lines of this last night too, and I'll play the audio. He mentioned something about uh, if you present to me a uh, judicial order, right, that, that detains them, then he'll comply with it. But if the judge or the magistrate says, hey, 
you know, no bond or, you know, bond of $100 or $1,000, whatever, and they make bond, he says, I can't, I can't detain them. And he is correct. But the reason why that mechanism applies now is because he got rid of 287G. So he's, so he's pretending like, oh, I had nothing to do with this. I was out of my control. But it wasn't out of his control. It is actually a direct result of his control, right? He put in motion this mechanism that now he hides behind as saying it's not his fault because he just uh, houses them. He doesn't determine whether they need to be housed or not. That's up to the judges and up to the magistrate. Now, make no mistake, he does not believe if he had to decide if it was up to him, he would still turn everybody loose. Right? He would do the same thing because that's why you got rid of the 287G program in the first place is to specifically induce this outcome. The agreement, 287G, allowed sheriff's deputies to perform immigration enforcement duties inside the county jail with supervision from ICE. The program sent 15,000 people into deportation proceedings between the years 2006 to 2018, and ending it was a major part of McFadden's campaign for office. This is the result he wanted. Now he doesn't want to get any of the criticism saying it's up to the magistrates and the judges. So now the General Assembly, run by the Republicans, now the General Assembly is saying, okay, you know what? We are now going to force you to comply, to cooperate with ICE. We're going to pass a law that's going to give you the thing that you said you needed, which is some sort of, uh, some sort of a document, some sort of a – see, this is another thing to keep in mind. And, and McFadden knows this, that these are not criminal proceedings. Immigration is civil. And so when he was like, oh, if you give me a warrant, you got a judge that's going to, you know, give me a warrant to detain them, then I'll totally do it. But no judge is going to do that because it's not a criminal offense. These are civil proceedings. And in order to get into the civil proceeding, in order to get the deportation started and to get a judge to say you're going to be detained until deported, you got to identify the person and get him in there. And, and what McFadden does is short circuits that because he got rid of 287G. And so now the state is going to say, okay, you know what? We're going to create a little mechanism that's going to create a document. So now you're going to get that notice that you have to detain them. And he doesn't like it. So Chris or Ed, do you guys want to start my car after the program? Just to check it, make sure it doesn't. No? All right. <laughs> I just figured I'd ask. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. <laughs> All righty. The uh, phone number 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. So ICE cooperation uh, legislation is now moving through the General Assembly to try to force uh, sheriffs to cooperate with ICE. Mecklenburg County Sheriff Gary McFadden was on uh, breaking with Brett Jensen last night. And uh, he says he's just following the law by not cooperating more fully with ICE. What they're asking this bill will require a state magistrate or a state judge mm-hmm. to make a federal decision mm-hmm. on immigration. So the person would probably they will probably go through the same um, process. And here's 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 what most people do not understand. And I'm going to clear it up as much as I can. I'm going to say it over and over till we get it. Mm-hmm. 
the Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Office and the 99 sheriffs in North Carolina yeah. are mandated by law. Mandated means, for our listeners, that means I am, comp- I am under the guidelines of the law. I have to cooperate with ICE. That is 162.62A of that says that once I can't determine the citizenship, then B, I, well, A, I call ICE and tell ICE, or we query ICE and tell them that we have somebody that we can't determine their citizenship. Mm-hmm. B, of that same law, tells us to inform ICE of the location. C, of that, tells them that we cannot, by law, allow them to remain in custody if they meet all of the criterias of their release. Now, this new law would say, let's arrest a person, and if the person... Um, citizenship can't be determined, mm-hmm. then we take that person after he goes through the, all the rest process, and just before he bonds out, mm-hmm. he can't bond out, he goes through the process, mm-hmm. we are now supposed to take him before a magistrate judge inside a detention center, and they make a decision to hold him. So essentially, we are doing what the federal government should be doing, could be doing, if they wish to. And so we're going to be taking them before the magistrates. Right. Yeah. I agree. The federal government should be doing these things, and they're not, because your party doesn't want to do it. All right. So I have the law, by the way, 162-62, legal status of prisoners. And and he's he is correct. Right. When a, a person is charged with a felony or drunk driving, impaired driving, and confined in a facility, right, that facility then is going to, it shall attempt so that's a mandate, right? Shall attempt to determine if the prisoner is a legal resident of the U.S. by an inquiry of the prisoner or by examination of any relevant documents or both. Okay? This is what 287G did, by the way. This allowed you to identify the people, which he didn't want to do. Okay. So now it's like, oh, we, we can't identify them. So then they shall, again, mandated, they shall make a query of ICE. Hey, do you know who this guy is? And the Department of Homeland Security will have been notified of the prisoner's status and confinement at the facility by its receipt of the query from the facility. Okay, So that's what the law says. Essentially, that's their notification. It's not that McFadden or the sheriff's office, not that they're saying, hey, we have this guy here. You need to come get him. It's They're saying, hey, we got somebody at, you know, main jail and their name is whatever. And do, do you know if their legal status? And that's notification. And then it's up to them to say, oh, uh, we need to come get them. The problem is they can't always get them immediately. And if they can bond out on the criminal offense that they've been charged with and arrested for, if they can bond out fast enough before ICE gets over to the jail to get them, then they skate. Because letter C of 162.62 says... Nothing in this section shall be construed to deny bond to a prisoner or to prevent a prisoner from being released from confinement when that prisoner is otherwise eligible for release. And this is a state law. And so now this new state law is going to say, no, you you, you got to make them available to ICE. You got to you got to make uh, you got to let ICE have 48 hours to get over to get them because people get arrested all, and processed all the time. Right. 
McFadden said unauthorized immigrants that get arrested at uh, and end up in the jail are treated just like anybody else. Uh, and they are detained uh, when they come to the Mecklenburg County Detention Center, just like everyone else. They're charged with a crime, mm-hmm. uh, and they go before a magistrate, and then you have the magistrate and the judges then set a bond, and when they meet that criteria of the bond, I receive, the sheriff's office receive an order for their release. Mm-hmm. So I am releasing them at the direction of the courts. That is much different than what people believe, that the sheriff is just letting people out know. A magistrate or a judge sends an order for release, and I am honoring that signed document by a judicial official. A detainer is not a signed document by a judicial official or even vetted by a judicial official. Because there's no 287G, because you got rid of it, and because immigration is a civil offense. This is what he's talking about. This is the, the word games that he, that he and his fellow sheriffs that, are, that don't like the 287G program all across America, right? This is, these are the games they play with the words. Oh, if you give me a judicial order, well, well that's cart before the horse. They got to go in front of a, a, an immigration court in order to get any kind of an order first. So when ICE is like, oh, yeah, they're here illegally, and that's, that's our, our game, we're supposed to now... Uh, get the person, get them to the immigration court to get those judicial orders. They're like, oh, well, we don't have one, so they they go free. And again, that process is aided by the lack of the 287G program, by design, by design. So, yes, the magistrates set the bonds, and yes, the people bond out, but you set that mechanism in motion. All righty, so... Gary McFadden, sheriff of Mecklenburg County, appeared on uh, Breaking with Brett Jensen last night on WBT and um, talked about this legislation that's working its way through the General Assembly that would force sheriffs like him to cooperate with ICE. You'll recall ICE blamed McFadden for the release of Louis Pineda Ancheta, a 37-year-old native of Honduras who had been charged with domestic violence-related offenses and re-entry into America. After his release from the jail, he was then involved in a nine-hour SWAT standoff. According to the Charlotte Observer, following the standoff, ICE officials said they had issued a detainer for Piñera and Cheta, and that if the detainer had been honored by the sheriff's office, the standoff would not have occurred. McFadden denied responsibility and said that a magistrate or judge, not him or his deputies, were responsible for determining if and how somebody is released from jail. Right, because he scrapped the 287G program. Existing state law requires sheriffs to notify immigration authorities if they can't determine the citizenship status of somebody in custody charged with a felony or DUI. The law does not require sheriffs to detain an undocumented person if they are otherwise eligible for release. So now this legislation, if it were to pass, would require sheriffs to detain an undocumented person if ICE has issued an administrative or detainer warrant for them. Okay, this is the language that they're using, this administrative warrant, because you keep hearing McFadden say it in this interview last night that it's a judicial order. He wants a judicial order. But ICE is not a judge. These are civil proceedings, so it's administrative. And so this is what the law would require. 
and it expands the list of charges that would trigger the ICE notification as well. Advocates say this will harm community relations between the undocumented individuals and the sheriff's office. Sheriffs would have to take the undocumented person before a judge and then detain the individual for 48 hours or until ICE takes custody of them or rescinds the order to hold them. All right. Are you prepared for a disaster? Do you need some advice? Are you looking for a military surplus that's real? Well, for more than three decades, the answer has been Old Grouch's military surplus in downtown Clyde. It is an old school traditional store. It's got a mix of modern and vintage items. See my friend Tim. He'll hook you up. He gets new stuff in all the time. American made because it's real military surplus. Camo, shirts, hats, customized dog tags, gear, Old Grouches on Main Street, downtown Clyde, across the street from the anti-aircraft gun. The shop is open Monday through Saturday and all the time at oldgrouch.com. Right, so sheriff's office gets somebody, can't identify where they're from, whether they're here illegally. They call up ICE. ICE is like, yeah, they're here illegally. Hold on to them. Here's the order. We'll come get them. And then within 48 hours, they either come and get them, they either don't get them, or they say within the 48 hours, we don't need to get them. The new list of charges that would trigger ICE notification includes felony drug crimes, homicide, rape, other sex offenses, kidnapping, human trafficking, gang-related crimes, assaults, and violations of a valid protective order. McFadden knows that these are civil versus criminal papers, proceedings. He knows this. You could tell... By this next statement, when that person goes before a magistrate judge, are there in are there a federal resident inmate for listeners or are (laughs) they still a state inmate? And has that been determined yet? I don't think so. That's what he's talking about there. Are they a federal or a state inmate? What's who's who's. Who controls what's the jurisdiction there? By the way, he uses the term resident instead of inmate. But it, I guess the habit's hard to break, you know. But he, he likes the term resident, even though residents usually can leave. Um, inmates cannot. A magistrate or a judge has the ability to put bond on people that are arrested. Then he deflects to a different issue. That's not my decision. See, most people think that the decision to allow them to remain in the Mecklenburg County Detention Center is my sole responsibility. That is incorrect. Let me say that again. It is not my choice or decision who comes to Mecklenburg County Detention Center, and it is not my choice or decision for who is released once a magistrate or a judge orders me to release them. So if you ask these two individuals or anyone else, that is why don't you ask the judge or the magistrate why they don't hold them inside a detention center? I have nothing to do with that. And that's the misconception that we have. The sheriff is letting them out. Well, the sheriff does, his, his staff does open the door, but we are under an order by a judicial official to hold them. There you go. That's all true. Judicial order to, re- to release them or hold them, right? Because the magistrates or the judges, by the way, all Democrats here, right? He skips the part where he scrapped the program that helped transfer the inmates to ICE. He set this in motion. 
And once 287G was scrapped, then he uses the state statute, the language of 162-62. He uses that to say, hey, not my call. I got to release him. All right, I don't get to, I don't make the arrests. I don't know like the people who come in and the people they get let out. Like I'm just I just, you know, I'm just running the I'm just running the jail. That's all. Just following the orders. He then implied that this legislation is targeting black sheriffs. And most people say it's not a race issue. And most people say it, it is not about color. Every one of those counties are ran by an African American sheriff. If you hear what one of the representatives said in Raleigh, they've always classified as the urban sheriffs, um, the supermajority sheriff, the sanctuary sheriff, and the great one that they have now, which is the, clearly they don't understand what the word woke means. Now you're the woke sheriff. But here's, think about this, since we're talking about laws. The law on the books now, 162, I'm going to go back, I'm going to beat it in your head till they see it. 162.62, I didn't make the law, the lawmakers made it. 162.62. I know the listeners say he's going to drive that because you're going to go to sleep looking at those numbers. But if you look at letter C of that law, it says clearly that we cannot obstruct, hold the person after they meet all the criteria of their bond. So the law is clearly telling you that now. So then now we're going to have a new law mm-hmm. that everybody's supposed to abide by. Mm-hmm. But why don't we abide by and recognize this law? And, and that's what we're saying. We don't want, whatever the law is going to be, we're going to operate under that. So then now you're asking a state judicial official to meddle in a federal issue. Because that's what you're doing. You're saying, well, this is a federal, immigration is under the federal guidelines and laws. It's not state. So now you're asking a state judicial official to get involved. Yes, correct. Correct, sir. We are asking... We are asking for more involvement, more cooperation between the different levels of the government agencies. Absolutely. Because you scrapped 287G. Again, he just he, he ignores he ignores what he put in motion. He keeps citing 162C. Yes. Yes, I understand. You're you're you you found the way, just like with the pistol purchase permit and the concealed carry stuff. Right. He has found the loophole to do what he wants to do to enact a political agenda. Yes. You scrapped 287G and now you don't have to cooperate with ICE. We are all on the same page here. And that is why the legislature is running these bills. So if you feel like they're running these bills because they're you know targeting you and it's a response to what you've done. You are correct, sir. <laughs> it is precisely because of what you did. I got one more clip on this, and then we'll go to the the gun topic as well. Talk 1110-993-WBT. Happy St. Patrick's Day. The day we honor the saint. I forget his name, but he drove the politicians out of Ireland. That's what he's famous for. Um, News Talk 1110-993-WBT. 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. 
Um, and I do have some other messages here regarding the uh, pudding cup scandal from the first hour. I'll circle back to it in true Jen Psaki style. But uh, let me uh, finish up here with uh, Mecklenburg County Sheriff Gary McFadden. He appeared last night on uh, Breaking with Brett Jensen, uh, heard on WBT at 7 o'clock every night. And, uh, and again, I give him credit, the sheriff, I give him credit for sitting with Brett regularly, like once a month I think they do this. And he takes phone calls, took a, fu- a couple of uh, phone calls last night. I thought uh, they were you know, pretty hostile towards him. But, you know, he he sits in and, and tries to have these conversations. Um, so I appreciate that. I don't appreciate the gaslighting. <laughs> I don't appreciate that at all. Um, so here's the thing. Gary McFadden does not want to be enforcing immigration law. He does not want to be a part of any of this at all. He doesn't think that's why he that's why he dismantled the 287G program in the first place. Okay? I've got his comments about this. And he objects to the 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 you know being called what uh uh what a sanctuary sheriff and he objected to being called a woke sheriff which I got an email here from Dave who says, "Oh yeah, he's not woke. He's not a woke sheriff, but an inmate is called a resident. Give me a break." <laughs> Um, so he, he, it's like the sheriff seems to always be seeking to be offended. That's what it seems like, but I don't know. Um, he says we should not be helping enforce federal law. Okay. This is his, this is his position. U.S. Code 1325 is improper entry by an alien. Why don't we stand on that law? Yes. The next one is U.S. uh, Code 1326. Reentry after deportation. So take out, don't even think about these laws. What? uh, The new books. So then they're here. They're inside the detention center. If they choose to, I need to say that if they choose to, because I can't tell them what to do. If utilize these two federal laws, take away everything else. Why don't we ask them? Why do you not utilize these two federal laws? You won't get an answer. They were force change the laws in North Carolina. Have the, 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 the counties and states change their their laws. But our federal law still applies. So these these two federal uh, laws are not going to go away. Will they ever utilize them? Don't know. I don't have a problem with holding someone, but if the judge says release them, what am I supposed to do? You were supposed to not get rid of the 287G program. That's what you were supposed to do, but you didn't want to do 287G. You don't want to participate. You don't want to cooperate. And now he's throwing out this law. Well, why don't you enforce the law? Look, I've been saying that. People on the right have been saying that, yes, we need to enforce the laws. Unfortunately, our government at the federal level does not want to because it is captured by the ideologues in your party and people like you who refuse to cooperate to help get the illegal immigration issue under control. Mecklenburg County Sheriff Gary McFadden has opposed these pieces of legislation. He opposed them back in, uh, what, 21, the one that Cooper vetoed. 
He opposes this one. He says, and this was his statement. This is from Herb White over at the Charlotte Post. Has a statement here. Um, This legislation seeks to force every duly elected sheriff in North Carolina to honor voluntary immigration and custom enforcement detainers, even if the sheriff and the respective communities they serve oppose such cooperation. See, there's the key. And he doesn't say that in any of his discussion last night. He opposes this. He does not want to participate in any kind of deportation effort. He doesn't want to. He opposes it. And so he wants, quote, local control. These bills are another attempt to diminish the power of sheriff and doesn't allow local communities to set their own policies. You are correct, sir. Welcome to a state that has state law that you must follow. Congratulations. Yes. See, so he makes a big deal about talking about all the laws he has to follow. He, ha- he has to do these things. And these guys, they're letting, you know, the, the magistrates let him out. It's not my call. But what is he also saying? I want the ability to dictate how I engage with ICE. The state is the seminal authority. The state makes these laws. And so he doesn't like the state coming in and telling him you have to cooperate on immigration policy, on immigration law. He said, I remain steadfast in my belief that the people of each county, as reflected by the decisions of the sheriff whom they elected, should retain the ability to decide within the clear confines of the law as to what extent local law enforcement might cooperate with federal immigration authorities. Right. Exactly. This is what he says to the Charlotte Post. It's not what he said on BT. He doesn't want to help on immigration law at all. He says if the administrator can't determine if a prisoner is here illegally, right, they're supposed to ask ICE. And then ICE is like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to get over there and, and pick them up. Oh, sorry. They already got out. Oh, well.